businesses are often so focused on bringing customers to the front door that they don't sometimes stop to figure out why it is they're not coming and how come the ones that are coming aren't spending more money. If you're curious about this for your business, then check out this episode of the What's Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the What's Marketing Podcast, a podcast for small business owners where we teach you how to use marketing to grow your business, keeping the things we share simple and effective. Join your host, Maurice Davis, certified digital marketing specialist, social media strategist, and business coach to learn the important steps you can take to bring more customers to your business. If you are looking for a magic bullet or a way to shortcut the growth of your business overnight, do us a favor and stop playing this podcast right now. But if you're ready to invest in your business to make your marketing work for you, then stick around because we are about to give you the goods. All right, all right. We're back for another episode of the What's Marketing Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about why your business isn't making the type of money that it should be. If that interests you, then hang out with me and I'm going to be sharing with you some things that you can do in order to fix that, right? You know, so people come to me and they ask me to uh, market their business, bring customers to the front door. But sometimes when I look at the business and I pull the layers back, I wonder, the question I ask myself is, if I was a customer, why would I come here? Like, what would be the point? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting out and I'm looking at a couple of businesses right now. Um, and I'm just looking at them. I'm like, you know, there's really no difference between you and even the place next door and the one down the street. And so the reason why I'm doing this, this particular episode talking about like, Hey, your business might not be making enough or making the money that it should be making. And it may not be that you have a marketing problem. The, the issue may be you have a product problem, right? Those are the things that we don't like to talk about. But the question that you have to ask yourself is twofold. Number one, if I were to put money into advertising right now, what would I be marketing? Like, what would I be asking people to buy? Number two, what do I offer them after they bought the first thing? And then the, the, the question we should always be asking is, what problem does it solve for them and, and how does it make their life better? You know, and, and so we're going to go through a couple of those questions and kind of talk about them and, and really jump into it and say, like, how do we address them? And what are some things that I do for some some of my clients that what I find when I'm working with other people like me that they don't do? So we're just going to jump to question number two. What do I sell to them after they after they bought the thing? Right. And I and I like this question more than, you know, what is it that I'm selling them? on the front end, because typically we figured that out. Like we know that I want to offer, you know, if I'm, if I make dresses, we know that I want to offer a dress. Like that's not the hard question, but you know, if, if we're revisiting that first one of like, you know, what am I offering or, or is what I'm offering a value to them? You know, really you got to ask like, how, how am I getting them in the door? And so that's, that's work that you're going to have to do on your own. But, but let's, let's jump to the second question because it's so valuable. I talked the other day about like, there's only three ways to grow your business. I hope you remember what they were, but if you don't, you have to jump back to that episode. 
Um, but the number three way, the third way that I said is often overlooked is how do I increase the value of my customer? And this is what we're talking about today. So when I have people tell me like I have a marketing problem and I look and they have, you know, they service two, three, 400 customers. It's like, no, you, you don't. You, you have a value offer prop product problem. You're not offering anything after they get into get in the front door. You know, you're selling them the one product. You're selling them that one widget. And then you're saying, OK, have a great day when you're ready and you want another widget come back. But if we're talking about selling dresses, you know, what else can we sell if somebody's coming in to buy a dress? Well, they might need shoes. They might need a hat. They might need um, they, they, but they might need a consultation on their wardrobe in general. You know, there are other products that you can offer that are centering around you that may not be directly related. You know, so they bought dresses. Now they need jewelry. You know, they, you know, they, they may need um, a referral to a hairstylist. Like, are you setting your business up in a place where you can make money from several different sources? Because if not, like, that's why you're struggling. Point blank. You know, that, that that's, that's your issue is that you don't have, you, you might bring in 150 customers, but when you bring those 150 in and they buy that one thing, then what next? Right. And I, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this to like be mean or, or to, to hurt your feelings or make you feel bad about the business that you're building because good on you. There's not, there's only about 3% of the population at any given time that's ready to take the step that you've taken. So congratulations. Right. But when we take that 3% and we say in the first five years, 50% of us will fail. A lot of that comes because of stuff we don't know. And again, I will keep saying this until I'm blue in the face. But the point of this podcast is to share with you the stuff that you don't know. So the stuff that you don't know won't hurt you. And I don't remember when I was in, when I was going to school, even now when I'm taking, when I'm taking like traditional marketing classes at universities, right? I don't recall them ever saying, what product do you offer second, third, fourth, fifth, and how do you keep that customer engaged over the long term as far as generating real revenue like they talk about customer retention but that's great like that's just keeping the customer to to like you and to keep buying your primary product over and over again but like no one talks about like referral incomes they don't talk about cross-selling they don't talk about like the truth of the matter is that sometimes if you don't have a second offer then you need to make one right if you're making dresses and you don't have anything else that you're making, make a scarf. Like you need to have something else to offer. And it's, it's not because it, it, it's not because you're trying to bleed your customer dry. It's that by not having a second offer, you're doing them a disservice. Like, you know, there are things that I'm going to need after you, after I buy a dress, like, you know, that, and, and I don't know why I keep staying with this example, but I hope that it's helping, you know, that. And so for you not to have that stuff ready to go, when I'm there and every time I come in, a customer is saying, man, I really wish there was a really nice scarf to go with this. I really wish there was a really nice scarf to go with this. And you hear that 10, 20, 30 times and you still haven't done it. Not only are you losing money every time somebody asks you that, you know, maybe they might say, I wish there was a belt. But they're saying, like, I wish there were accessories to go with this thing. You're losing money every time you ask them that. But you're also giving other people an opportunity to take a customer. Because I guarantee you when they go buy the scarf from somewhere else, they're like, oh, we got really nice dresses to go with it. So if I can go, this is, this is one of the reasons why Walmart dominates. Like people talk about their low prices. It's not just their low prices because they're not even the lowest anymore in a lot of situations. 
they have really low things in some areas, but in others, they're not the cheapest. Like they get you in the door because they have low prices and the things that like people pay attention to. But they're again, they're not they're not always the cheapest for everything. They're willing to lose money on a couple things or they're willing to break even on a couple things because they recognize when you get there, the convenience of the rest of their offers will make up the difference. Like you're not going to go to Walmart and try to buy a, a you're not going to go into Walmart for a TV and need groceries and leave leave Walmart to buy groceries and not and, and not do it there. Like you're just not going to do it like you came for the TV, but you stayed for the groceries <laughs> and, and vice versa. You know, you in Walmart, you walking through, you're like, oh, we got a sale on TVs. You might hop over, be like, you know, cool. Let me let me script the TV. So they just sold you another thing. And oftentimes, you know that this happens to you because you'll go into Walmart. You go, I only came for one thing and you'll leave out with a cart full of crap. Like you just felt victim to, <laughs> to the idea of like additional product offerings. And it's not always this, this, this big thing of like, I have to have all these other things, but like, uh, okay, we'll use, we'll, I say all the time, I like using my business as an example, because I don't like throwing people under the bus. So when I first started, when I first started my business, I had one product offering and I was like, I'm just going to do strategy sessions. Like that was, that was it. I didn't want to do anything else. And I would sit down, I would do strategy sessions with people. And the question I always got was like, can you help me with implementation? Can you help me do? Now to this day, I still don't do a ton of like stuff for people. I have a couple product offerings that I'm prepared to execute on and that's it. But they're they're high impact product offer areas. You know, and my, my, my business is constantly growing to look to add additional executable product offerings. So I share that to say, like, what I've done is I've picked products that scale, that escalate, that allow me to get somebody in at a lower level, like, hey, you only came for this one service. So one of the services I do is I set up and I optimize a Google My Business account for a business to make them more searchable for local SEO. It's a local SEO service. That's what it is, right? That's one that I do. Very low cost. I'll manage that for you. I'll square you away. Low cost, high impact for the business. Because what I do, most most small businesses that are local they don't put that much effort into their SEO. They just don't. And, and, and that's just real talk, right? So the next step though, is to offer website redesign and that builds right on top of one. And then by the time I finish website redesign, I can offer Google PPC. And then by the time I do that, I can offer Facebook ads. And then by the time I do that, now we can go back to strategy sessions. So these are all progressively increasing things now that I can offer to my customer and my client to say, hey, we've been doing this for a little while. It's been working. Now let's add something else on top of it. You know, I can do the Google PPC and YouTube ads. And it doesn't really matter because again, at each stage, whatever I'm doing should be providing value. So now they're, they're ascending with me. Like that's really what we're talking about here is how do I, how do I build products? How do I add products to my offering that will allow my customer to ascend with me? You want to be growing with your customer. All right. So we've reached our 10 minute mark. I know I tell you guys 10 to 15, but I try to be respectful of the 10. I say 15 to give me a moment while I'm going on a rant and I can take a minute. But think about it. What products do you offer after you get them? 
What, what add-on services do you have? What's that thing that you can go, oh, by the way, here's something else that we can add to this that add a little value for them, the customer, but also add a little money in your pocket. Because you you're going to have to pay the customer acquisition costs. You're going to have to pay to get that customer in the door. That's what customer acquisition cost is for anybody listening. The money that you spend in order to get that person to become your customer, right? You have to pay that no matter what. So if you already paid it, why not pay it once and reap the benefit multiple times, right? All right, so that's what I got for you today. I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you, hearing you, talking to you on the next episode of the What's Marketing Podcast. You just listened to an episode of the What's Marketing Podcast, where we teach small business owners to cut through the noise with real marketing advice you can apply now. Take a moment and think of a family member, friend, or members of your local chamber group who can benefit from this episode and share the link with them. Our goal is to help 100,000 business owners with the content on this show before the end of 2021. And with your help, we can. Thank you in advance. Until next time.